0: Hi and welcome to this week's show. I'm really excited about working with Zoe today. I've known Zoe for, I don't know, probably five or six years. I know her father. I have a lot of respect for them. Zoe is a really talented artist and she has set up a property down the bottom end of WA. We'll get into that in a second. And I'm going to be really working with her today to identify second or third streams of income from her property. When Zoe first applied for the show, I was sort of like, oh, do I, this is sort of outside of my area of expertise. And I thought, no, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll see how I can use my own strategic mind. And uh, that's why I'm a bit challenged, which makes it fun and exciting. And I like Zoe. So see you on the inside. Hey, Zoe. Hello. How are you very well thank you how are you pretty good and how is the weather in WA today
1: uh, a little bit cloudy a bit of sunshine but um mostly fine
0: warming up down there
1: yeah but we're heading for a cold snap for the next couple of days and then warming up again yeah. but it's beautiful all the wildflowers are out so it's very pretty
0: at the moment pretty at the moment yeah. and we know that's important to you as an artist, in fact, yeah, we're going to start there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Zoe, how long have you been doing art for?
1: Um, I guess I've always done it, um, sort of come in and out of it and very much been in love with it and then hated it and um, go back into it.
0: Um, when you hate it, why do you hate it?
1: I, I think just frustration and not being able to express my ideas properly, Um or not feeling good enough. And I think now I'm just sort of at a really nice place with it where I'm just very content with making and a bit more detached from the outcome, which is a really lovely space to be in.
0: I said to my youngest son last week, he's uh, he's actually, you know, it's a bit of a problem for him. He's very gifted artistically and creatively, and he's got an academic line, mind like mine and he's a really good sports person. And unlike, you know, a lot of kids that may be good at one thing or two things, he sort of he does art for a while and then he's doing his academic studies for a while and then he's back doing his sports for a while and so he's got these three things. He, he sort of, you know, it's really hard for him to get focused into one thing because yeah. of this, this multitude of talent and interest. Um, yeah, I really
1: type relate type. to that with that that academic and artist artistic side of like oscillating between the two. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I said to him, you know, he he'd done some work, he'd created a video clip actually, and he said, I oh, I just don't like it, and mm. it was amazing. And I said to him, you know, no artist likes what they've done. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> it's like me so uh, even for me i'll produce a video and uh, everyone's going well that's got great content but i'll pick the holes out of it and i suppose that's one of the ways that we improve but if it gets too bad that's the inner critic sub personality of course it uh undermines our ability to create properly yes so you know in some ways you're an accomplished artist though even though you still give yourself a hard time and get out of it, or you said you're in a good place with it now, but you're an accomplished artist, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I, it's funny I don't see myself in that way. I think I, I've always worked within the art sort of since I've started, um, I guess, my career. And um, I think I'm very good at facilitating um, other artists and getting the best out of their work. And I think the next sort of chapter for me is um, being able to do that for myself.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to have a bit of fun with that because your present business uh, sort of puts you right into that domain where your business itself is the business of beauty, which we'll get to. But one more question before we get into that. So I know, was it last year or the year before you got to go overseas?
1: Oh, that's actually coming up next month.
0: What's that? I um... I, I haven't sort of had the chance to speak to you personally about that.
1: Um, So it's a professional development um, opportunity through the Australia Council for the Arts um, to go and work at the Venice Biennale. Um, So it's the support team that works at the Australian Pavilion. Wow. Yeah.
0: Absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, great. Okay. Um, So the business of beauty, let's talk about that. now. Mm. What I want to sort of do with this is that you've set up your your, your property. Maybe share with the, the viewers, listeners, yeah. um, tell us a bit about your property.
1: So I bought it about two years ago and just think of it as essentially as like the worst house on the street. Like it was totally falling down. Like it was sticky tape holding the walls together and um yeah, it needed a lot of work. It's zoned, it's on the main street in a small country town. It's zoned residential commercial. Um, and there's the house and there used to be a shop front that's um, no longer there, but um, there's potential to rebuild that. And also it's a large block, so it can build out the back as well. And so, yeah, I've spent the last year and a half renovating the property to get it to um, where it is now. And um, had it re-evaluated as well. Um, and so I've made a bit of money um, on the renovation, which is really good. And, right. Um, yeah, and now setting it up uh, about a month ago, I set it up as an Airbnb. And so that's just sort of starting to
0: take off now. And I know you were nervous when you first sort of put it out to the market. And uh, I know just yeah. from conversation we had before we started the show that you've been more than happy with uh What's happened since you've you've taken it to the market?
1: Yeah, I guess it's that thing of like whatever you put out into the world, you just want it to be received well. I've like sort of you know, it's yeah. You're revealing a part of yourself, I guess. So yes. um, that fear of rejection and everything. But um yeah, just being totally overwhelmed with yeah, really lovely words and support and um, friends sharing, um, you know, just even that sort of social media side of just so many people sharing it amongst their networks and um, really getting behind me, which has been incredible.
0: And if you don't mind me asking, sort of what kind of booking rates you do you have at the moment? Sixty percent, fifty percent, something. What is um,
1: it? Probably about fifty percent. Yeah.
0: Right, great. And how? So how long has it been on the market? And you at fifty percent? So month, uh, month and a half. Six, yeah, six weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. And what's really exciting about that for me is that if you're doing that within a month and a half, imagine what you're going to be doing in a year.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the part. It's so, um, I guess it's unpredictable and I am really curious to see what where it sits in a year's time in terms of that occupancy rate. If, if yeah. I can
0: share something with you. As I said before, I was a bit, no, do I really want to do this with Zoe? And then I go, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do strategically. Mm. Um, I actually do have a little bit of experience with this, not, not yep. with me, but my wife and I have done a lot of this type of thing up around the Northern Rivers And what will happen with your property, and we're going to make sure that happens because that's going to be a bit of focus of our talk today, is you'll end up with a lot of referral clients. So it will build over time, and many of your clients will come through word of mouth.
1: Yeah, and I really hope that, and all the reviews that I've had so far and private messages have all been very much like, like very much that they want to return, so...
0: Yeah. Well, again, in your response, then you can you're not sure, and <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's like I'll, I'll believe it when it happens.
0: Yeah, you, yeah <laughs> I will believe when it happens. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's not good enough. So the part of you that your inner critic, uh, your critical part, yeah, doesn't realise the specialness of what you've created.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And so, do you mind if I share um, the Instagram account? Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. Right. So. If you're interested in, I think it's important for what I'm about to talk about. Actually, go to if you're an Instagram person, it's the Bootmaker's House. I'll say that again. It is the Bootmaker's House, and when you get to the Bootmaker's House on Instagram, and in a second, Zoe, I'll ask you where where they can find out other information about this property. But when you when you get to the Bootmaker's House on Instagram, you'll see a, a couple of really important things that we're going to dig into today. The place is beautiful and it has a certain style of, you know, it's that sort of really amazing leather leather goods, beautiful sofas. How, how, how would you describe it? You're probably better with the description for this. What would you call it?
1: Um, yeah, I guess it's sort of all the colour schemes have come from the environment around, so... Um, sort of mustard linens. There's a lot of wattle down here, and the wildflowers, um, and the forest. That's um, the towns on the Blackwood River. So, sort of the black kitchen and lots of wood because it's we're in the forest. So, it's sort of just taking all the hints from nature and bringing them into the house, but to make it feel. Um, yeah, you want that place
0: of retreat and somewhere that's... Right. No, you, you've really done that well. Now, everyone listening, I'm going to go sideways now. Everyone listening could hear the tone of your voice then when you talked about the natural beauty ar- around you and how the property reflected that. And it, it is if you can, if you if you can't see it, or actually, before I get into this, is there any other ways that if people aren't on Instagram, um, You can
1: have a look on Airbnb. Um.
0: Under the the Bootmaker's House? The
1: Bootmaker's House, yeah. You can search for it there and a website is coming soon.
0: Great. Okay. Because the the, the place when you see the property, you kind of understand who will want to go there. It's got that real sense of natural beauty, of peace. It's got a retreat sort of feeling about it. Um, I said the word rustic before, but that's not the right word because it's also really modern and... Um,
1: yeah, I, I feel so. like I guess I wanted to evoke that feeling of being in a place of history and um, heritage. The town's known for its sort of historical buildings, so it's sort of trying to retain that but bring it, you know, I guess, into a modern type of
0: setting. Great. Now this is we're going to be talking about the story because the place does represent a story. Mm. Before we go there, I want to go back to what I wanted to touch base on. When you started to communicate about nature, the colours, the wattle, mm. I can really feel you, and that's a part of you. So that's the part of you that's totally tapped into, and 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 uh, you know, of course, this is this informs your art. So it's a part of you that. <laughs> How, we'll just we'll have a look at this. How important is beauty to you, Zoe? Oh, uh,
1: very important.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're going to dig yeah. into this for, a, for for a bit. Yeah. Why is beauty so important to you, Zoe?
1: I think it makes me feel really good. I think when I'm in an environment that I'm inspired by, like I feel um, calmer, I have a lot more clarity and, I don't know, I just kind of, I guess I get really depressed looking at ugly buildings or just like, I don't know, when things don't flow or they don't feel good, I find it a really jarring way to live.
0: That's what I was going to ask you about the city. So I was going to ask you that because I knew that someone with your uh, (laughs) aesthetics would not enjoy it. So it's got to be a natural environment for you, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I love the city and I love the energy that it brings, but I, I need the respite of nature. When I have lived in city spaces, I've always um, been very close to nature. Like it's been on the beach or it's, you know, been near a park or it has to be, yet yeah, some connection yeah. to nature.
0: Great. We're going, to, we're going to stay with this. This is going to be actually important for where you go with this business. So in that, I imagine that even if, if you were living in the city and you weren't living in the in, in a place that, you know, that was perfect for you, you would fit your place out with all sorts of things that helped you feel that beauty, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably be filled with plants and flowers. And- yeah, yeah. This, this is it. <laughs> so, so... <clears throat> Where I'm going with this, listeners and viewers, is that we're all very, very different as individuals. And if we want to be fulfilled, it's really important that we know what fulfills us. Now, we actually take this a little bit further. If if we know what fulfills us and we get about um, activating and taking action on what fulfills us, the next experience that we have is one of mission and purpose. I'll say that again. If we can identify and access what it is that fulfills us and then we activate or take action on that, then we feel mission or purpose. So as an example, it's very natural for me to be doing what I'm doing right now. Um, I have a deep interest in Zoe and what she's doing because I have a deep fascination with human beings, human consciousness, uh, human behaviour, and that's just in me. It was in me since I was a kid. So, so to do something like this, is, I'm just in my joy zone. For Zoe, you heard that she was an artist from a young age. It was just natural to her, and it's just natural for her to want to create beauty or make any environment she is in beautiful. And when she does that, she feels like she is in her place she is in the right place for her, and in that she's contributing by by doing that. And I just want to—does that make sense to you? What I've just said, Zoe? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm yeah. I'm interested more in what you're saying about like um, con- I'm contributing when I'm in. Well, that
0: that's session. where I wanted yeah. to go. That's why I just wanted to make sure. And then we're going to go into c- contributing now. I, I know, and and just for the listener and viewer, I've done quite a bit of work. It's always been around our our. Our work for a long period of time. I actually might just ask her in a little while what she got from our work and and uh, how she enjoyed our work and how she how the work helped her. her. Because our, our work is profound. When we work with clients, my God, do they get breakthroughs and shifts and, and changes? But before we get into that, uh, let's let me continue with that. So, you know, I know when you were younger and you were doing your art. That somehow you, it felt meaningless to you sometimes, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and just why? Why?
1: Um, I think it's something I'm still trying to work out, but sometimes I can feel um, uh, I think I've got a practical side to myself as well. And sometimes it couldn't, didn't feel very practical. And um, yeah, and right. it, I would say how I was contributing.
0: Right. So before the show, you know, we we had a quick chat before we started, and you were sort of saying because you know I was doing some of my do 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 work do work, and could see that you are changed and grounding out, and and you said that you really felt in your place with this uh, property now because you feel like you're creating something beautiful, but it's got a practical practical ramification. Is that correct? Is that what you yeah mean? Yeah, yeah okay.
1: And I think that's also why I've been drawn to pottery because there's a um, practical element to it as well.
0: Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> okay, this is great. We, we we can probably start to move now. So this contribution, and you you probably, I'm going to say it rather than work with you around it. I, I just think that it's, um, I'll I'll, I'll I'll say it, and then you tell me how you feel about it. Yeah. You see, your role, your role, your your purpose, is to enable people to experience the rejuvenation. And we're going to get into this a little bit more. You'll see where we're going to go with this. This is going to get very practical from a marketing perspective soon. But Mm -hmm. we can't get practical around a market from a marketing perspective until we dig into what we're about to dig into. Yeah. So, so your, your role, your purpose is to help people experience what it's like to be in those beautiful environments and have that beautiful experience, right? Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, and I've really connected that with, um, yeah, this house has made me see how I was trying to do that with art or when I've been in a facilitation <laughs> role and putting shows together for other people, it's about creating a space where people feel something and... Um, connect,
0: connect with themselves. Correct. So, what we're going to do now? So, so just actually, just wear this for a second. So, what would it be like for you? How would you feel if you had all these people coming to your property and experiencing the benefits of the beauty and the relaxation and the joy? Mm. And then going back to their normal lives, touched by that. How, how does that feel as a, as for you to be doing that? But that is a big oh, aspect of it.
1: So good, I could feel my heart just sort of go to Great. swell a little bit. Yeah.
0: Great. Okay, I'm, I'm going to just do something else with that. And you may or may not have thought about this. What do you think the beauty is giving the end user? So when they come and stay to you, stay with you. What is it giving them?
1: Um, yeah, that's a really good
0: question. Can I give you some input here? About what yeah, that would be very good. Thank you. Okay. So you live in that environment all the time and it's mm. who you are, right? But if you've been in Perth or you're in Sydney and you're working hard and in a corporate office or you're a business person out there in Warrior. Um, when you, when we come to your property, we first of all feel special. So when we're around beauty, we feel special. Mm. So as an example, if you go down to <laughs> if I go down to the lo- local servo and buy a pie,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you might, enjoy, you might enjoy the pie. Yeah. Um, uh, but if I go to a five-star, I'm just thinking about when I was in Waiheke. Have you ever been to Waiheke Island in New Zealand or have you heard of it?
1: Um, I've heard of it, but I haven't oh. been there.
0: Oh, so anyway, I, I go to this five-star winery. Yeah. We're a Spanish winery, actually. Um, funny, in New Zealand, Spanish winery. Um, and, you know, I'm eating the best food. Like, I just Just the best food yeah and the most beautiful wine and and I'm there with my friends you feel special and and that is what happens on a psychological from a psychological perspective when we have those treat like experiences okay can yeah. you see that so you yeah, feel yeah. special right the the other thing that happens is you get back in touch with nature mm. now when you get back in touch with nature something happens you, your mind starts to slow down. You feel the connection with nature. And while you feel that connection with nature, what tends to happen is you start to reprioritize how you live your life. Yeah. Okay? You think about how you live your life. You think about what you need to change. If you're there with your partner, that, that natural environment, that beauty lends to a beautiful shared experience and a sense of romance, a, a, a sense of compassion, a sense of, of kindness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so can you see that everything I've said is true? Yeah, absolutely. The so connection back to self. And- so, yeah, the connection back to self and, and, and the time to, to reorientate. Mm. a time away from our busy lives. So our stress decreases. We start to feel healthier. If if someone stays there for a week, they suddenly start to feel 10 times healthier.
1: Yeah, and I find that even I do, like coming down, I sort of block, I'm here at the moment and I've just blocked a week out and I'm eating better, I'm sleeping better and, um, yeah, just able to have more clarity around the direction of my life.
0: Yeah. Great. Now, can you see that that is what your property is giving people? It's healing them in some way, mm. reconnecting yeah. them. Now, there's another thing because again, you'll diminish yourself. So that parts of you that have so low self worth won't allow you to see what you're giving people.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. You always got to remember that. So I'm telling you what you're giving people. Your low self worth part will will project. Well, you're not giving them that. Well, you are giving them that
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I I think I can see that part of me believes it, but I'm like, Oh, but it could be better, if... and I've got a list of all these things that would make it better so and it's like, oh, until I do that, I won't be
0: quite there great, right. so on a patterning level, everybody that's uh, uh listening or watching this, this is uh, uh zoe's low self worth part is constantly saying, well, I'll show you how it works. I don't don't need to show you this, Zoe, you know this. Mm. This part looks at Zoe and it's going, well, you're still not good enough. You're you're not good enough yet and you you, you still need to improve this about you and, you, you know, you need to be better at this. And that same thing that talks to Zoe like that, uh, looks out into everything that Zoe does, and still goes. You see, well, that's not good enough yet. That that's still not perfect enough yet. That that's still not right. Now, <laughs> just go to the Instagram account, and everyone can see.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: more than perfect as it is, and it gives everybody those things that I've just said. Yeah. <laughs> um, just as it is, without her doing one other thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I had, and
1: it's interesting. Like I've have, had to remind myself of that. I'm like. Oh, it's okay. I'm like, I've got bookings until early Jan. Like it's all right. Like it's working. <laughs> Other people aren't picking up on
0: that. C- correct. Now, again, by the way, everybody listening and watching from a functional perspective, it's really good. That that's what we might call the inner critic, the low self-worth of the inner critic. It's good to have that because it keeps us on our game, it keeps us improving things. Where what we're probably talking about here is more of a dysfunctional no it's actually functional for Zoe I can see that but will tend towards the dysfunctional so because what this part does is and and this would have impacted your art for years which is well that's still not good enough yet Zoe right that's still not good enough that's (laughs) still not good enough that's still not good enough and so when that happens you withdraw and you won't show it you won't give it to the public and uh, case in point, and this is probably why Zoe can do what she does, she's been trained by us so she can at least see that. I, I'd, go, I'd go use some of the um, uh, reprogramming audios too, Zoe, that Zoe yeah. has access people that are listening because she uh, has worked closely with us in our high-level program. I'd go use some of the reprogramming audios around perfectionism. Mm, okay. We, yeah, just flick me through an email later or yeah. send her an email and she'll – um, we'll put you in the right direction for that reprogramming. Because right, okay. you. you can see if that gets tweaked a little bit, it will move from being dysfunctional, which drives you, oh, I can't let anyone see this yet, to, oh, I can let people see this yet, but I'm going to improve it and make it even better. See the difference yeah. in the situation? So, yeah. yeah, you'll want to start reprogramming a little bit more around that.
1: Yeah, I can see that it's, like, you know, from I think when I first started working with you where I, like, I wouldn't even show any of my artwork. I was, like, hid it under my bed to now. I'm, like, I'm a lot better. But, yeah, I can definitely see it's a um,
0: a work on. Yeah, it is. And and the other thing is is you you, you are a bit disidentified from these things. So you can see that this part's doing it so it doesn't control you. Most people aren't disidentified because they haven't been trained and they're identified and... As you know, these things are controlling and They're just not controlling you the same. Okay. No. So so this thing of, of the beauty, it's really mm. important to get that. that. That's what you give people. That's what you're here to give. And whether you realize it or not, this is probably the most beautiful gift you, you can give someone. Like I, I'm looking outside of my house right now as we, we, we talk, and I'm just looking at the most beautiful trees I'm I'm given the gift of this beauty every day. I really understand what it does for me and I have so much gratitude and gratefulness for it. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're a purveyor of beauty. You're, Mm -hmm. You're a purveyor of exceptional experiences of beauty. And we're going to just really dig into this and you can probably feel that that is true for you, right? Can you see that? Yeah, totally. Right. Now, great. Now, this is where I want to go with this because I want to dig into the value structures of your target market now the reason we're doing this you can hear my tone see i'm now moving from i was right with you around the beauty now i'm going back into business (laughs) so another sub personality is kicking in i could feel it yeah and so that um uh, when we know the value structures of your target market Mm -hmm. and fortunately i'm your target market so this is going to be real easy um uh, we then then know what we need to concentrate on as marketers
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we know what we need to give our clients, which is also still marketing but service providing as well, providing the service or providing the product. And then we can also look for second or third streams of income. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> You know, there's lots of different sorts of people will come to your property, but there is a certain target market that you could really, really aim into and build your entire client base from, and they'll just keep referring and referring and referring. Yeah. Right. Um, and we're going to we're going to go into that now. So, first of all, the the, the younger the younger term of this. If if you're a younger person, you 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 belong to what's now called sort of like the hipster, um, mm-hmm. and and we'll, and we'll clarify that because sometimes people have a negative connotation of hipster. But we'll, we'll, we we want to have a look at that. Um, uh, the older generation, uh, uh, and I fall into this. You know, we we, we had what would be considered you know as an old fashioned word, but bohemian bohemian leanings. Yeah um we've always been a little bit left of center we're left of center people okay and so we're going to go into the values so the values for the hipster the bohemian marketplace the older marketplace is lifestyle is the most important thing Yeah, having a good lifestyle mm-hmm. now what is a good lifestyle it is being connected to nature being around beauty um, the finer things in life. And you can help me here, Zoe. Does that make sense to you? You're part of that. You are.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, good food, good wine, um, having time. With having friends, time,
0: with time. Yeah. Health, a health orientation. Yeah. So, so you know, there's, it's, it's, it's likely that uh, anyone from your target market this target market that we're we talking about—they've they've drunk chai in their life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've. <laughs> if they don't eat organic food themselves, someone in their family does, and their friends do. Yes. Yep.
1: And quite generally active.
0: Active. And do phys- Yeah, outdoors people, physical yep. people. Mm. Um, they tend to be liberal from a political perspective.
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and enjoy like um, handmade things.
0: Yeah, well, this is where the young hipster market's gone yeah. bespoke. Yeah. Nothing's. Yeah, but it, it's. <laughs> I mean, I laugh. I have listen, always listened to the fringes of country music, right? And uh, yep. which is a bit weird growing up. Um, It's not weird growing up in New Zealand. That's what I grew up with, and then of course I'm a surfer, and no one in the surf community listened to the fringes of country music until about eight years ago, ten years ago, and all of a sudden, yeah, all all of a sudden everywhere I go, I'm listening to bands that that I've listened to for years, and now all the young people love it, and you know they've got a a denim shirt on and uh, uh, you know a felt hat, and uh, yeah, (laughs) so so there's that sort of bespoke. Cool. That. Yeah. How else would you would would you communicate?
1: Um, that? I think yeah, everything that you've said, but I, I, it's that bonding over like the finer details and. Um,
0: Correct. Yeah. Now, they also have a penchant for the finer things in life, in the sense of they're drinking red wine and they're they they knowing what a good red wine. Uh, mm.
1: And I think probably. Um, also happy to spend money on those types of things
0: that's right okay so that they enjoy the sensations of the palate Mm. yeah it's a very
1: sensory way to live
0: yeah very sensory and this is really important that we we identify this it's a sensory way to live Mm. and and it's a sensory way to live now this is really interesting because i'm because i work with archetypes all the time i'm just getting some really good information here because in that sensory way of live to to live, this is all about beauty. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, by the way, I, I didn't say this before. Um, geez, I just know this so well, I've forgotten the last one. So, beauty, truth, and there's a third one to it. So, there are there are states of mind or states of consciousness associated with a love compassion and beauty and truth are part of that so you can never minimize what beauty does to people because beauty lifts people into a higher plane of feeling of thinking does that make sense
1: yeah yeah and it's really interesting that you just say that yesterday i had a couple of friends here and we were doing a photo shoot of the house but um we were doing it with like installations of flowers and I just was filled with so much love for my friends of just how appreciative I was of them of course yeah, we were creating beauty together yeah
0: yeah it's beauty truth and goodness it's, it's like there's yeah. something in the human spirit that gets lifted to a higher place it's like it, it, it's like what we are looking for. It's, it's, it's like what we want. It's like the difference between having some uh, animal-style sex versus essential lovemaking. Essential yeah. lovemaking, when you have sensual lovemaking, if you actually look at what that does to you on a deep level, is essential lovemaking bonds. Essential lovemaking um, lifts you and it's based on appreciation for the other person. It's, it, it, it has mm. deep respect to it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So, so you can see uh, truth, beauty and goodness are philosophical principles that lift people above animal state or more of their animal nature. So, yeah. so some philosophers consider it, it part of an evolutionary calling. I don't know if that's true or not, but I can see it lifts people's spirits to be better. Yeah,
1: and I think that's actually why I have um, feel really good with the house and creating that beauty in that space because, it, yeah, I haven't been able to articulate it in that way. But it, I do sense that giving that to somebody is like a really loving thing to do. And I think in the past I've struggled with the idea of selling something because it hasn't connected with that truth for me
0: well that's why I 'm really wanting today to ground that out for you. You need to understand that 's your mission and and what that yeah. what a gift that is. I mean I think about my my wife and uh she paints and and um just watch how she' build the house that that feminine beauty is filling me and, mm. and if i 've got a hard day. If I have a hard day, I don't, to be honest, I don't have too many hard days. Um, yeah. But, but and I'm going to tell you, <laughs> actually, I want, and I want to be really clear for the listeners in, here and, and, and the viewers, I don't have a hard day. My, hard, my day is probably just as hard, maybe harder than other people, but it's, your, it's how your mind perceives it. And I'm a meditator. I, yeah. I work to stay in, in neutral, central position so my mind's not reactive to, so much to what's happening around me. That's mm. why I don't tend to have hard days. It's not that my day's any easier than anyone else's. Okay. Um, okay. We got that. So let, let's look at that. So we know that's the target market young or old. I'm part of that. I'm going to come down. If I come down and state your place, I've already told you I want to do that. I want to come there and I'm going to want to know about where I'm going to get can get the best red wine. I'm going to know where, where can I get this and where, where, where's the nice cheeses and all those types of things. Okay. Yeah. Right now. So I know that your, your property is going to get referrals just based on what it is now because people are going to come and have a really good experience there. But let's look for second and third streams of income. Yeah. So I think you said before that, in your opinion, the food in the area
1: mm. is
0: not as good as it could be. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, would you consider Margaret River? By the way, would you consider that's got really good food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And so, Margaret is about forty-five minutes from where I am.
0: Great. So, how can you develop a second stream of income, um, or, and this is the next thing that I wanted to do because this will outposition all your competitors. Mm. Second stream of income from. Food or wine, or you are able to provide food or wine or food experiences that you know you maybe you're not making a lot of money from, Mm. but what they do is build the word of mouth (laughs) of your target market. Now, I'm going to before you before you answer, yeah. So, my wife, more than me, would f- falls perfectly into your target market. Actually, no, I do, but you'll see where I'm going to go with this. Mm. If Amory came down and stayed in your property and had an average food experience because she couldn't get the quality of food that she wants, yeah, she would still say lovely things about your place mm. but she would be less inclined to come back because she can't get the food experience that she wants yeah okay if she came down and she got the food experience she wanted because i already know from the from knowing you and the property mm. that she's gonna love that she'll go back and she is your raving fan and she's telling everybody about it yeah okay and birds of feather flock together so a lot of our friends are foodies and fit yep. for that as well. Make sense?
1: Yes. And I think that's been the one area that um, I had hesitations with, with setting it up as an Airbnb because I think the town is developing, but there's still a few holes and yeah, attracting that right type of people. So
0: Something if like you that. could, could you? Like, is there any way? Now, the, the, obviously, when you start to set up and you're dealing with food, there's Mm. far greater levels of um, capital required, and and food's not a fun thing to be, and I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. You don't even have to answer this yet. Mm. I don't care if we eat. Once we're finished, you're sort of thinking about these things. and and, and Yeah. I just want to set this up. So you've got where I'm going with that. Now, here's what I would potentially look at, Um, because food is... Are a hasley business to be in did you know that
1: yeah i've worked in hospitality for a long time as well amongst many other jobs and
0: yeah okay so yeah just look at what you can do from the perspective of sponsors mm. right now what i mean yeah. by that wine wine companies are providing you with wine from their cellars
1: yeah we we actually did um with the photo shoot yesterday we had a few bottles of wine and we were very strategically placing them in our photos to then
0: um talk to those winemakers about getting wine for the house great yeah good so you're already on it cheeses yeah um you know it's not like they have to have every meal there but if they've got all those those things that they can have and, and yeah. the So I would look at that. I would look at espresso machines.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, if you're able to do that or a, a decent mach- coffee machines, um, you, you know where I'm going with that.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, let's go somewhere else with this because you're an artist and we did talk about this before. Mm. How can you create a second, third stream of income from your artwork.
1: Yeah, I had thought about um, in the past, when before I set this up, of setting it up as um, more of a gallery-type space where you could buy the artwork um, that's within the house, and I sort of decided against that. Um, I think it just requires a lot, but potentially, if I have the website set up, I could put my pottery or things like that up there. So have some of the pottery in the house, and then um, be able to uh, market to the people staying here that you can buy this from the online shop.
0: What I totally agree with that as an yeah. approach. I'm also seeing the potential for something else here. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um. There's a couple of different art communities, isn't there? There's the struggling, younger, poor artists and then there's a wealthier art community. Yeah. Um. So where I live in the northern beaches in Avalon, there's all these ladies in this area who are well-to-do mm-hmm. and they're always off doing pottery classes and... Um, art classes. Yeah. Now, is your closest city, Perth, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's three hours from here.
0: As a target market, can you see that there are a lot of wealthy, liberal, bohemian types who have a tendency towards dabbling in art?
1: Yeah, definitely. There was okay. just a, um, another lady in town just had a um, workshops over the weekend. She has a gallery in town and, um, yeah, they're always sold out.
0: Yeah, well, you, there we go. So it, it, this would also help you bypass um, Airbnb. Mm. Right. A, a, a direct marketing campaign or a direct presence or a, a, a direct access to the networks of that wealthier liberal bohemian artist who also (laughs) likes fine food and wine it all goes together. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of things that you could do there. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. And and, and also, and again, this will come back to say maybe some of your patterns, Mm. but some of those people would be willing to pay you good money for tuition. Yeah. Improve their techniques.
1: Yeah. I can see there's a big block around
0: that part. Ah, uh, that's what I said to you. <laughs> so actually, we'll just name the block So because I can feel that. So I'll just show you something. So from the strategic mm. part of you, can you see that possibly that that is a good way of getting some extra income? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'll take a, What I'm going to do here right now is something else. So I want you to imagine the best artist you know
1: Okay.
0: Okay. And we'll just play this out and see how this works. And you've got nothing to do with teaching the art, but when people come, will there be people that will pay her to teach them? Yes. Help. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so now it's not probably, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and I think this, it's, it's interesting and I've, I've kind of noticed it within myself since setting this up. I think I'm quite good at bringing people, the right people together to do things.
0: Uh, okay. But it could be you. Just remember that. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the block is The block is about you feeling like you're not good enough to do that, right? Yeah. Now, I'm gonna, this is a straight question and, and you may or may not be able to answer it depending on mm. whether your pattern tries to answer it or whether you can be truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Are you capable of, within certain disciplines, helping a beginner or middling artist improve technique? Yes. Thank you. I thought so. Okay. So, so that's the truth. The pattern will say you're not ready or you're not capable, blah, 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 blah. But that's the truth, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, at, by the way, at any point in time, how many people can stay there?
1: Uh Four.
0: Four. Yeah, I've got two queen. yeah, two bedrooms. Okay, great, great. So you can see the potential for that then? Yeah. Because if you were marketing into there and let's just say all four could do oh, a half-day, two half-day workshop for, with you as an example.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And get get the kind of fees you could charge for that, by the way?
1: Um. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I think... I just think about a lot of us we work with it's at least yeah 50 an hour if you're doing a workshop probably be more so
0: i'd be doing more i'd also be yeah. pa- i'd also
1: look but at- i think per person so yeah it could be 200 an hour or something
0: yeah that's right so that's the added added uh aspect to that mm. uh, just I'm, I'm trying to be real strategic here for a second because I'm, I'm trying to look outside the box. In your local area, yeah. um, are there things that you refer people to?
1: Oh, sorry, I just lost you for a second.
0: It's okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. In your local area, are there things that you can refer people to, to, to things to do?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely the area that I've been looking at. Um, I think, yeah, because I'm not always, yeah, I'm sort of in between a lot at the moment, so I'm not necessarily down here. I'm looking at, um, yeah, what's around that I can tap into.
0: Okay. So here's what I would suggest that you would do as well with that because um, if you can earn passive income, it's the best income, which is why the workshop still requires you to your yeah. time, okay? Um, And, again, so I I think that is a second form of income that you should inspect. Um, You may go, well, it's not worth doing because it takes me away from doing this and makes me more money. But those are things that you could be thinking about. But uh, talking to, say, some of the local uh, uh, tourism providers and what you do is you strike up a deal with them. And the deal is that, look, if I send clients through to you, I get 20% or 10% or 15% of, of the booking fee. Yeah, yeah. And that is a way of building out some passive income Mm. from that. And how do you feel about taking that approach, by the way, because some people have blocks to that?
1: Um, No, I feel really good. Um, Yeah, because I actually think that that's I think there's a block in the town around that about promotion not being that good and I think I could probably do it better. So.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, we've got a few things there. Is there any other questions that you have before we finish up?
1: Um, no, I think that's, yeah, it's been really good. It's just been, yeah, good to ground out sort of where my head's been with it all. So,
0: so I'm just going to finish off, and this is not so much for you, but for anyone listening and watching this. So if you, if you could sort of see what we did today, it is... First of all, a couple of things. You can see that Zoe is really connected to her purpose in, in this role and and she probably wasn't fully owning what she's actually bringing people through that beauty, um, but I think you've, you've probably got that from today and you can probably work on that more. Mm. And, and that puts you into purpose and mission and, and allows you to bring your gifts, and your gifts are your ability to create beauty for people to experience, and that's what you're doing yeah um, then the, the second thing is how we went and sort of mapped out the values of the target market now once you map out the values of the target market it's really then easy to start looking at uh, second and third or fourth of, of uh, income models because you know what that target market wants you know what that target market enjoys mm-hmm. and therefore you can usually get a very good service or product to market mix once you've elicited and this the values of your target market. I just want to say, uh, Zoe, on a personal level, I'm just amazed at what you're doing and uh, I'm amazed at what you've done and what you've achieved. I mean, I've known you, I haven't talked to you personally I don't know, for about a year and a half, but, yeah. you know, you've been around our work and I know you well and I just think you're doing fantastic. You're, you're, you're really coming into your purpose and grounding out and contributing and... Moving and taking action in the world, just amazing
1: thank you Perry yeah. and um, yeah, yeah, I have a lot to thank you for that and all the work um, that your team does and it's, yeah it's really given me the tools to be able to own that and um, yeah I guess sort of create a pathway for myself
0: yeah out of interest what what in in the work that you've done with us what what do you how has it helped you what what do you what would you consider the major benefits of, of doing the work, the inner work? And we're talking about the inner work here, people, watching this.
1: Yeah. Um, how, we,
0: how we start to understand ourselves and start to transform ourselves.
1: Yeah, I think it's really um, taking ownership of what I want and um, perhaps in the past I've been really afraid of that or not deserving or feeling like it's a selfish kind of act, but actually seeing how much more beneficial I am to the people around me and to myself when I am in alignment um, with what I'm meant to be doing. And I think that the work that you teach has really given me the tools to be able to, um, yeah, just notice my patterns and notice
0: the blocks. Hey, we had some technical difficulties at the end of my interview with Zoe, but I hope you got a lot from it. I certainly enjoyed working with her and, She emailed me after the interview with some pretty interesting synchronicity. She had been approached by a local person who is an artist, asking her, can you please put my art in your uh, your Airbnb, your uh, accommodation, and I will share a percentage of any sales with you. So that's really good synchronicity because that was one of the passive income strategies I suggested that Zoe approached. Anyway, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you wanna know what your entrepreneurial strengths, gifts and weaknesses are, go to my website, perrymardon.com and you'll see under the intro video, a link to an assessment. It'll take you about five minutes to do and it will tell you exactly what your money making gifts are, what your entrepreneurial gifts are and what your weaknesses are that you must delegate to other people anyway i'm up here in the central coast on a bush retreat very very beautiful as you can see and i'm here for the weekend and looking forward to that Uh, finally if you want to uh first of all identify and then overcome unconscious belief systems and these unconscious means you don't know about them yet Go and check out my whole brain wealth course it's on special at the moment a uh, bit of a brain fog here but it's something like three payments of 28 bucks it's on special for a, about another week uh, then the price is going up <laughs> way more than that but go and check it out it is an amazing program that will help you identify and then transform the beliefs that sit on the unconscious level that drive sabotaging behaviors or limiting behaviors as a business owner or investor. It is a pretty amazing program. And at that price, you're mad not to do it. And also, if you want to be on the show, certainly go to my website, you'll see the link for the show. Come and join me. If you don't want to be public with who you are, it's really easy for me to use a pseudonym because you're not on camera. And I will go in and find out how I can help you shift your profit, help you see some of the blocks that will be controlling you without your full awareness at this point. Anyway, check it out and see you at the next show, catch ya.